0: Fireworks. Yay. Welcome back to Homesteads and Homeschools. I'm your host, the Liberty Hippie, here with you for episode number 100, which means you can find the show notes at slash 100, 100. How about that? Didn't, didn't, uh, I don't know. I guess it's it's been a while, right? Just one, one show at a time and, and it happens. Um, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Hope you guys are enjoying December, finally getting. Getting a bit chilly down here, but that's besides the point. Head on over to homesteads slash one hundred for uh some, some links from today's show. Also the uh link to the Amazon affiliate account, homesteads slash Amazon, the Patreon account, patreon.com slash the Liberty Hippie, the Spotify playlist, because you know my music rocks. So um go do all those things, and uh while you're at it, leave a review on iTunes just do it. Just go and do it. It sucks. I know. I I hate it. I I don't even know how to use iTunes to be quite honest. If I didn't use the link in the show notes, I I wouldn't know how to do it. So, um, God bless you if you can. Anyway, guys, I'm going to get into this. Um, yeah, it's my my guest today. Um, been a been a long time coming, um, but uh, finally was able to nail down a time and and get him on. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's go uh, plant those seeds of liberty with uh, my guest, Mr. Ben you. My guest today is uh, a guy Guy kind of been doing the same thing that that uh, I, I want to do. Lots of interesting things going on, and I kind of want to get dig into a little bit uh, what, what some of that stuff is and, and how it all plays out. Um, so, Ben, thank you for uh, taking your time out today. I, I appreciate you coming on and uh, hitting us up here. Yeah, yeah, not, not a problem, man. Um, Anytime, you know, just, uh, just ask and I'll, I'll show up. I don't know, I think, you know, we usually start the show out... Um, kind of get an idea of, of where people are from, you know, what, what you did, um, was, was gardening and, and farming and homesteading type stuff, uh, a part of your, your childhood, or was it something that that you decided to do, uh, later, later in life as you kind of became an, like an adult? Well, um, so when I was a kid, my parents had a, a pretty decent sized garden, I don't know, maybe like half an acre, maybe, I don't know. You know, and we, I, I remember as a little kid being out there eating, fresh tomatoes and, and beans and setting up, you know, foot traps and an electric fence around the corn to keep the raccoons out, which kind of worked sometimes <laughs> most of the time, you know, but um, not all the time. So it was always, always part of it. And then uh, I think as my brother and I got got older, you know, started getting more involved in extracurricular activities through the school and stuff. Uh, There's just less time for my parents to to uh, rock the garden thing. So kind of went to the wayside. And then, uh, you know, I I went to college and got back into the sort of environmental side of things. And I forget what I was, I might have been reading some some Michael Pollan or something. And um, the whole idea of of heirloom seeds and uh, all the different varieties that are out there really kind of struck me. And it was something that I wanted to really get get into, um, just kind of to develop some sort of, I don't know. some sort of base, right? So if, if uh I needed seeds, I could have seeds, I could save my own seeds, um, and I wasn't dependent on someone else to to provide seeds to me, right? Somebody I could go go buy them from. And so uh that's why I came home from college one one summer and, and started digging up the old garden and uh started getting getting in and, and doing it all over again. Right on, right on. I, I can I can appreciate that there's something, something unique about seeds, right? You put your hand in a, in a bowl full of bean seeds. It's just, um, no, no feeling like it. Yeah, for sure. Right. I, I got, I, I love it. It's uh, something about seeds. Just running them through your fingers is, is all good. So I'm, um, uh, I'm kind of curious then what, what was it that you were, were growing? What, what got you back into the growing of things? Um, so I, I had some, some beans, right? Um, a couple different varieties of beans. Um, I think I probably had some tomatoes. Yes, yeah, I did. I did. Um, so I had tomatoes, and uh, they were. This was ah, a heartbreaking story of my my uh, youth, I guess. Um, my grandparents is a, a little longer, but I'll tell you anyway. So there was um, a guy that lived across the road, sort of from my grandparents, and he had immigrated from Italy in I don't know 1906 or something, right? Way way back then, um, and. In, this is this is the story that goes right in his his fedora he had sown some tomato seeds in in the brim of his hat and he brought them over and he grew them out and he had been keeping them ever since and uh you know he he gave us some seeds and he gave my my grandparents some seeds and uh of course he he passed away um before i started growing them um but uh you know it, it, the the seeds were there right his, his grandkids kept growing them and my parents, and, uh, so I grew them out for a while, and I think what happened is I just, I didn't have enough plants. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, at some point, my, uh, seed stock became contaminated. I guess I, I saved some seeds that, uh, all the tomatoes had would get end rot. They'd almost turn like an inside out. They just, they weren't the original fruit. Uh, that I, that I had started out growing. And, uh, of course now I have, have no idea, uh, what they were or where they, they, uh, to find them. Uh, I think they kind of look like the, uh, Italian heirloom if you look in the, the seed catalogs, but I don't know. It's lost. It's lost. It's a piece of, uh, genetic material that I've lost. I'm sure, uh, his family is still growing them, but who knows? Who knows what's going on in, in today's day and world? Maybe they're not. And, uh, it's gone. Oh man, that's, that's a cool story. It's, it's too bad, too bad. Um, so did you, did you just keep gardening all the way through then? Did you, did you just keep a garden through college and and on to, to where you are or how did, how did that work? No, I, um, I kept it through college, you know, and I saved all my seeds, kept them in little, little baby food jars and in, in my, my parents' basement. And, um, you know, they, they stayed pretty good, but I got out of college and I I went over to overseas for a year, um, teaching and then, uh, you know, moved to a couple different cities, a small city in New York and then actual Brooklyn. And, um, as you can imagine, there's, there's not a whole lot of room to, to garden there. I think I, I could have been able to do a little bit of, of, patio type stuff, but it just, it wasn't, uh, on my radar. Um, I'm much more kind of raised beds, uh, get the dirt going, plant, plant like that. So, uh, no, I, I took a, uh, probably 10 years hiatus in there at some point. And then when we, we lived in Georgia and we um, were renting, and we had a, a little place. And um, actually, dug up the corner of the yard and put a garden in there. And we grew some chickpeas and we grew some sweet potatoes and uh, forget what else, something else that uh, did fairly well. And um, we went to leave, and uh, yeah, we didn't get our deposit back because because we turned turned some of the grass into a garden area. So. Uh, you know, it makes, makes sense. Right. But, uh, yeah. So then we, we moved to Vermont again, you know, we didn't, didn't have a lot of space, but we were doing some stuff. We had some areas where we'd put things, we were growing some, some potatoes and, uh, some, some beans and stuff. And so that was kind of, uh, where we were. Um, and then we came down here to Georgia and we, uh, started, started expanding almost immediately. Okay. So, um, any anything I mean what were you just doing doing plants along the way or was there there other stuff involved or I've always had chickens kind of that's like you know the the gateway drug here um in in the the homestead world um so we had uh, layer layer hens in uh Vermont and then um I was doing uh meat rabbits we got some some blue American meat rabbits um and they were they were super tasty I love meat rabbits, but it just, it's not feasible down, down here in Georgia. Um, it just gets too hot in the summer. And I really don't feel like going through all the work of, of keeping them cool. You know, some people put, put fans on them. Some people spray them down. Some people give them ice bottles. I just, I don't, I don't feel like doing that. It's too much work. Now, if somebody knows of a, uh, hot weather domesticated meat rabbit, by all means, let me know because I'd be, be loving to do it. You know, and, and we do meat birds now, but uh when when you compare the two, right? Like the meat bird, uh I have to find someone to buy eggs from, right? Even if I, I, I hatch them out, right? I still have to find somebody to buy eggs from. And I, I don't wanna have to do that. Right. I, I don't want to have to uh, depend on, on someone else for that. I want to be able to produce it on my own. Now I can eat my my you know roosters that I grow out, but um you know, there's a three pound prior rooster just doesn't doesn't compare to the uh the <laughs> the broilers that you get. Alright, so you had you had some some chickens you still got layer hens then I imagine? Yeah. Yeah, I still got lots of lots of layer hens. Um and uh get my kids involved in that they are very interested in um kind of curating particular breeds, right? Um it's it's something that they are, are getting into. Um the the hatching, the breeding following a, a, a standard. Uh, and they may actually kind of get involved in like 4-H, uh, through, through the homeschool co-op and, um, do some, do some poultry judging, do some chicken showing, which, uh, you know, I'm not going to slag it off. I, it's just, it's, it's funny. It's not something I ever, uh, would have done as a child, but it's something that they are interested in. So we're going to, we're going to try to do that. I think if, uh, the whole covid thing doesn't doesn't get it down but uh we we may do that and we uh, of course we have we have some goats uh we started out with some some meat goats uh some boar kiko crosses uh then we got some some dairy goats some nubians and some Sanans. and the plan is to to milk them now they're they're not the the does the dairy does are not quite of age yet um they're still kind of smaller and I forget what the number is. I think they want to get to be like 75 to 80% of their adult weight before you breed them. Um, and so we're just kind of waiting. Um, there's, there's no rush. We, we did breed the meat goats and so they are, they're looking to drop right around now. I think, um, you know, we keep them with the buck. So I'm not really sure when it happened, but, um, just paying attention to the, the goats and their, their back ends, it, it certainly looks like, um, they should be, should be, coming along right on right on so what um why 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 goats are you do you eat them or what do you do do? no uh man (laughs) um we'll probably end up selling them i wouldn't mind eating them um i've had goat meat before i don't mind it i just don't know if uh if we'll be able to do the the butchering you know, we butcher the chickens and, and I did meat rabbits before, you know, and you may, it may come down to it that, uh, you just kind of do it. And, and as it gets closer, as the day, butcher day gets closer, you just kind of know what's going to happen. Um, I think my problem is when there's only a handful of animals and you can kind of determine one from another. Um, it's just, it's hard for me not to not get attached, but just, feel bad knowing that that one is going to be the, the only one that goes in the freezer or, um, I don't know. It's, it's the same feeling I get when there are, when i when I'm butchering chickens and, uh, it's the same feeling when I pick out the first chicken that's getting butchered and the last one that's getting butchered. I feel worse for those than, than the guys in the middle. And I, I don't know why, um, but that, <laughs> that's just, just how it goes, I guess. And, um, so yeah, we, we may end up eating, a. uh, uh the, the male goats that are have been castrated the withers maybe something like that but um so we may do that probably sell some babies um you know you can get a get a little bit of money there recoup some of the cost and uh, I think we're gonna try to start milking them I know they're, they're meat goats so their milk isn't uh, up to par with your your dairy goats but um I think it will be good to to learn on them and uh, you know everything I've ever read or seen you know says uh when you when you mix the different Milk types, um, you know, it gives it a more full bodied flavor. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, we may, may do that, may not. Um, and of course, you can always use that's, that, uh, milk from the, the meat goats for, uh, soaps and, um, stuff like that. So again, that, and this is all, you know, <laughs> what we hope to do, but I do think that's, that's something that, um, we will end up doing. I think it's something that the, the kids want to do, wife wants to do, and, and I would enjoy. Doing that. So, okay. Okay. So that's, uh, sounds like you got quite a, a little bit going on there. Um, what, uh, what is it that, that makes you want to do this? Why, why do you decide that, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather spend my weekend getting chicken guts and, and blood and feathers all over rather than, you know, um, just going to the, the grocery store and, and picking it up for 99 cents a pound, dollar 99 a pound. Yeah, um, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I think that it's multifaceted, right? Like I, on one hand, there's the sort of animal cruelty aspect of it, right? When I'm butchering chickens, when I'm raising chickens, I know their life, right? I know how they were raised. I know how they were treated. I know what they were fed. I know how they were butchered. And, and for me, like I do it. As, as painlessly as possible, there's not a lot of confusion. You're not ushering them onto, you know, a big cart to be driven around to, uh, you know, another country to get them butchered because it's cheaper overseas. Um, you're not doing all that stuff, right? Um, when I butcher my animals, they are my animals. I've taken care of them and I see that, you know, um, when you butcher an animal in a, in a factory plant and it's your job to, you know, butcher uh, who knows how many animals in, in one day? And you're on that, that factory line of throat slitting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not slagging those guys off, but I, I got to imagine at some point you're just numb to it. Um, and, and you don't care. And if you miss, you miss and whatever, you know. And so I, I, w- I want to do that here, right? If I'm going to eat the meat, I owe it to that animal to treat it as, as humanely as, as possible. You know, and, and with my with my garden and stuff, right? With the with the plants and stuff. Uh yeah, I can go to the store and buy it. You know, it's probably probably might be a little bit cheaper to actually go to the store and, and buy all this stuff, right? You have all the the, the subsidization, all the, the prices. They're not actually reflective of what's been put into them. Um but it's it's still cheaper. And Again, part of it is just, I know how it's grown, right? I know what went into it. I know the, the pesticides that are on there. I know the, the herbicides that were used. I know, you know, the, the fertilizers, all this stuff. I, I know it. I know what went into those plants. And not to mention that, you know, it, it's, it's a little more nutritious when it's fresh, right? Like I can go out to the garden, pick a cabbage and put it on the, the table in, in a matter of an hour. And it's going to lose a whole lot less of its nutrients, um, than it would if I were to, you know, Pick it, clean it, put it on a, a truck, transport it to the grocery store, sits in the grocery store for for half a day, gets put out on the shelf, and sits in the cooler for a day you know I mean like how many how how long does it take from a cabbage to get picked in the field to uh, get on the grocery store shelf and and how many how much of the nutrients are are lost in that cycle and I also like growing vegetables because it gives me um A a bigger variety, right? I can, I can grow a a huge variety of tomatoes. If I go to the store, I'm stuck with, you know, red tomatoes on the vine, red beefsteak tomatoes and red plum tomatoes. And that's about it. You know, once in a while, you'll see something else come through, but I can actually pick what I want to grow. You know, if I want to grow big cherries, small cherries, if I want to grow yellow, green, striped, right? I have all of that selection that I can do and I can't get that at the grocery store. And then that's the same for I mean, all the different vegetables. You know, a sort short of maybe some of your brassicas, which are are there's not as many varieties out there. But you know, th- even then, there are different varieties. You know, there's different types of broccoli, believe it or not. There's different types of cauliflower, of of Brussels sprouts. There's all, you know, and and it's different, and they're all different. They all have a different taste, a different purpose, and that selection. I want that selection, right? I I want to have that. And maybe it's just some sort of intrinsic value to me. I, I don't know, but that's that's what I desire. So Okay. And you you still still saving seeds? <sighs> I try. I try. Um you know it's uh it can be tough with some of them. Um some of the, the biennials and the stuff like that. But um I do try. Right now I'm still we've been down here for five years, but I'm still trying to figure out the seasons and and when to kind of grow certain things, you know, some years we've had really, really good luck with things. And some years the same thing that we just knocked out of the park last year is just, it's like, you know, nothing, you know, a couple, a couple squash instead of, you know, 50 pounds of squash. Um, so I think we're still trying to dial that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, we are saving seeds on some stuff. And um, I think one of my favorites here is a, it's a, it's a lima bean that's, um, I, 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 Really enjoy, actually got for, I've had it for probably over 10 years now, but it's, uh, Potawatomi lima bean. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful bean. And, um, you eat it raw or whatever. And it's, um, actually traveled around with, with, uh, some of the Native Americans and they, they've traced it. They can trace it back kind of everybody's seed came from this one, one area. I think in like Indiana where, um, some professor or somebody, uh, got a hold of it and decided to save it. And that's like the only place that it, that people trace it back to. Um, you know, it's starting to spread out now. You see more and more people kind of have it. Um, I haven't seen it in a lot of different seed catalogs, but, um, I know some people have, have asked me for some and I've, I've sent them out. And so I don't, I don't know. There's just something about that, like spreading those genetics out to different people. Like it, it makes me happy to see that this, this thing that, um, might have disappeared, you know, is 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 back there. And that's that's my 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 favorite one to save. Um also because it's uh it's fairly easy. Right? <laughs> Beans are self-pollinated, so I don't really have to do too much in the way of of that. Just uh let them dry and, and collect them. Okay. Okay. Any anything anything else there? Just uh just the food or Well, um it is it is the food, right? It's it's being able to provide something um, and not depend on other people, you know, I, I don't, all through my life, right? I've kind of been taught to, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your own. Um, and not, in a, a way of like, you know, neglect and fend for yourself and, you know, fight your siblings with a fork for the steak. It just like, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to care about you except for you. Except for your, your close kin, right? Now you might have a friend, you might have a neighbor that cares for you, but at the end of the day, they're going to care for themselves more than they're going to care for you. And that's just human nature, right? You, you protect your own. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because you're going to protect yourself the best way you see fit. And so that's always been something kind of in the back of my head, right? I want to take care of, of mine and I don't want to have to rely on someone else for it. Because when something else happens to that person or that system, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time. Now that's not to say I, I don't depend on those systems. Uh, we do, but, um, you know, I, I, I like to move away from them gradually because, uh, like I said, you know, I just, I don't want to depend on anyone else or, or anything else for my existence. You know, it's just, it doesn't, doesn't rub me the right way. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, community is a, is a good thing, but, uh, well, yeah, you know, like, and, th- and that's part of it, right? Like, you-, you have to build a community, right? You have to build like something. It- it's Unless you have like, you know, 15 kids, y- you're you're not going to be able to do everything, right? And it's-, it's nice to have those relationships that are not blood related, right? They're not, um, I don't want to say forced, but um, they exist because of some sort of goodwill, right? Some sort of good nature and... And understanding that um, we're gonna we're gonna take care of each other a little bit right if you want something you know you, you need eggs I have eggs you you know I need I need some syrup and you got some cane cane syrup um, whatever it may be and there's there's I think there's a lot of value to that but again at the end of the day right like you're not gonna care for each other the same way that you're you're gonna care for yourself and really I think that's something that I've wanted to do more of and, and need to try to do more of um, it's kind of Build a little bit of that community, grow that community and really, you know, make it, make it happen. Make it, make it work, you know? Yeah. Community is, it's, uh, it's nice to have, right? I guess. I don't know. Um, any, any, um, future projects you got coming up? Any, any ideas and great big goals for the future you, you're going to be trying to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, so many plans, so many plans. Uh, so I, we're, we're, we're working on, we got some, some goats, uh, like I said, that were, were, starting to kid, and I really gotta, uh, build some, some stalls for them, some birthing stalls for them. Um, and I would like to build a little bit of a, uh, a milking stanchion for them. Um, you know, it's, it's not too hard, but just things I've, I've gotta do that are, are coming up and are coming due. And I think next year, uh, in the spring, we're gonna try to do some raised beds in, actual like wooden wooden beds, make like uh, garden beds out of out of pallets. Um I think we just are the, the soil around here is just so run down and so beat up um that I, I think having having some garden beds um getting some some water system in um would be vitally helpful and I think we'll be able to do a much better job in terms of growing Growing food, growing vegetables and stuff. Cause in the, in the past, we've done really well sometimes and sometimes we haven't been. And I think a lot of it just comes down to, to the weather. You know, we're out there, I'm watering stuff, but at the same time, sometimes it just doesn't, doesn't happen, doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess it gets hot down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a furnace in the, uh, in the summertime. And, uh, you know, so I've, I've, Something I, I would love to do, and I'm not sure that I will be able to do it um, because it's it's like a juggling act, right? I'd love to do like a CSA, right? Um, of of some veggies and stuff, but at the same time, I feel like to really do a CSA, I need to be providing vegetables for my my own family, right? Like we need to be not buying any vegetables from the store before I have a surplus to sell to other people. At the same time, maybe maybe you don't, right? Maybe you sell. Half of what you grow, and then you buy some of your stuff from the grocery store, and you grow that way, and, and you grow customer base before you actually are fully on your own. I I, I don't know. I've, I've got to look at it some more, but it it is something I'd like to do. And again, with the the chickens, even you know doing doing meat birds on a sort of CSA type type basis, maybe do a a couple a couple workshops or something. Um, just if for no other reason to to build build a a core of People around here that are are interested in the the same things, you know. Um, it's easy enough to find people on on the internet's, but uh, having them in your backyard is is a different thing. And I think doing something like that might encourage it, might grow it, might uh, I don't know, get it get it together. <laughs> okay, all right. So so any any advice, any advice for for future gardeners, for for people that are thinking about. Picking up the spade and some seeds and having at it. What, uh, what advice do you have for them? Oh, <laughs> uh, don't ask me for advice. Um, I don't have any. Do it. Just, just do it. Just jump in. You know, if you have a windowsill, you can put some stuff in, in pots. Um, if you have a deck, you can put stuff in pots. If you have a, a garden bed, um, a sidewalk, if you have a sidewalk, put something in next to the sidewalk right? Like uh, we used to have flowers. Uh, we don't have flowers anymore. We, we have some, but we've replaced most of the flowers with um, usable herbs, right? Along the, the sidewalk stuff, we got some rosemary, some lavender, uh, different kinds of sage, um, thyme, oregano, all those those herbs that you would otherwise buy from the store or, or grow somewhere else. Put them, put them next to the sidewalk, right? You're you, likely you probably have something growing there already you, you might put flowers there you might whatever um put some herbs in yeah. it looks pretty and it's useful too um so i really i think that's a, a big one you know for me i'm a big procrastinator like i have goats ready to drop in the next probably three weeks four weeks maybe um and I still have to to get it together. Um, probably not the best way to do things. So, uh, if you can force yourself to to do things earlier, um, that's great. But I think at the same time, it always always feels like there are are projects to be done, and that's just sort of uh, the lifestyle, right? And you you got to love it, you know. To, and it it's not easy, right? It's not easy. You know, you look at pictures in a magazine and all this stuff, and it looks like just this idyllic setting of of Calm and tranquility, and some days it may be, but for the most part right it, there's there's a lot of work, a lot of sweat that um don't don't always see uh in the the magazines and stuff well i I appreciate your time i don't want don't want to keep you too long um you got some some stuff to do, so uh why don't you go ahead and I know you got some some places out there for for us to go visit. So why don't you give us those and I will toss them in the show notes for the, the kind folks out there to, to go and find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I host a po- podcast called homesteads and homeschools, which you can find at homesteads and homeschools.com. And, uh, yeah, I'm on, on Twitter at H S and H S pod. I'm also on me. just turned that account kind of back on, uh, not sure what the address is, but, uh, I'll give that to you. You can put the show notes. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah, dude. Not a problem. Good time. Good time. I really appreciate it. you guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Cause it was a blast. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful guest. Oh man. Guy could just talk for hours, right? Uh, anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying December. It's almost Christmas in, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be Christmas in a, in a couple days. And, uh, next show will be right before new Year's. So I hope you guys enjoy Christmas. Hope you're getting ready for new year's and I hope you, um, come back because I have a, a banging episode next week that I think you guys will will all love. Take take us out of 2020 with a big harumph. Anyway, guys, that's that's all. I gave you all the rundown in the beginning. Go check out the show notes. Thanks for sticking around and, uh, and, and hearing me out. And um, yeah, love you guys out there, man. Yeah, good stuff. So get out there. Sow those seeds of liberty. We can all reap sheaves of freedom I'm gonna together. Us dream. I'm going to ride Huss's dreams I'm going to ride Huss's dreams I'm going to ride Huss's dreams